Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. We are a church with a heart for people and the message of Jesus. It is our desire that you'll be drawn closer to God through today's teaching. To access notes from today's message, go to foxriverchristian.org slash message. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Especially glad to have you here with us this weekend, whether you're joining us online or any one of our campuses. I'm going to start out just by asking, um, and if you're online, if you can indicate this as well, how many here have a desire to live with meaning and purpose? Can I just get any, can you indicate that for me? Um, just kind of look around there, yeah, online as well. That, that's not a surprise to see everybody with a hand raised that way. But do you know why? Do you have any idea why there is this, you know, longing in you that way? A part of it, and a big part of it is because we are made in the image of God. And our soul craves meaning. Now we know it can get submerged, it can get beat down or pushed down by others. But meaningless leaves us empty in life. Whereas when, we've, when we're doing that which is meaningful, we find this satisfaction that's taking place in life as well. You see, that's just stepping us right into this new series that we're doing. And one of the reasons I'm just so excited about it is because of all of the good news that it's going to bring to us. A lot of good news about meaning and purpose. Good news literally for everybody. If you're here and you are a Christ follower, there is good news for you. If uh, you're not a follower of Jesus yet, but you just have a spiritual openness, maybe a little curiosity that way, there is good news for you as well. And it begins and starts to flow forth from a passage that's pretty familiar in the Bible. But I'm going to ask you, uh, if you have a Bible, to turn there with me as well. So if you've got a Bible, grab it right now. If you um, have a Bible app on your phone, grab your phone and open it up. We're going to go to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and following. There's a couple notes that I hope you're going to make along the way, so keep your Bible open there. We start in verse 8 with these words. 4. It is by grace that you've been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It's the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So, so far, so good, as good news is flowing out. Verse 10 continues. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Would you join with me in this short prayer? Jesus, we're asking that you would please speak to each of us tonight as we open our hearts to you, and would you make a difference in our lives that we then, in turn, can be a difference maker as well. We pray this in your name, and everybody agreeing with this prayer said? Amen. All right. The good news in this passage actually starts, and it's really exceptional news if you've never heard this before, that you don't have to work, you don't have to earn, you don't have to do in order to be accepted by God. That is to get God's gift of salvation. And by the gift, what he's talking about there when you hear, what is the gift of salvation? I want you to think forgiveness. I want you to think mercy. I want you to think life. I want you to think hope. I want you to think help that's taking place in your life. Most of us have grown up thinking that we have to do in order to get it. I know I certainly did. That's why, you know, my thinking was just, you know, oriented that way. And religion moves us in that direction because religion is all about do. 
Jesus, though, is really clear about this. He said, it's not about what you do. Actually, it's about what has been done. Specifically, what I have done for you. I have done when I was on the cross what you couldn't do for yourself. There I atoned. In other words, I paid the price of your sins there. Jesus would say, in my resurrection, what I have done for you is to be able to provide you with this tangible means of life and life that's going to affect you right now. So Jesus is saying this, and here's the good news. He's saying, I don't come to offer you religion. I come to offer you relationship. That is, that you could be a child of God, that you could be a friend and a follower of mine. He said, it's about what I've done, not about what you have to do do in order to get the gift. He said it's about the relationship that I'm offering to you. It's not religion that I've come to give. Now, that is good news. I mean, like right out of the gates. And if you haven't trusted Jesus as your Savior yet, I hope that this weekend to today that you will do so. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. You see, the good news continues in this, that salvation, it's just the beginning. For everyone that has received Jesus as your Savior, and can I ask just, you know, don't embarrass anybody with this, but um, how many here would be able to say that you have trusted, you personally received Jesus as your Savior? Can I just see your hands? Can you indicate that for me online as well? Just raise them up for a second. Okay, great. So everybody raise your hand. You are God's poema. Would you say the word with me? Ready? Poema. One more time. We are God's Poema, what he's talking about there, we are his handiwork. We are his workmanship, it gets translated. We are his masterpiece. In fact, the word poema is the word that we get our word poem from. Can you see that poem in there? And with that, a poem is a crafting, it is a workmanship of words. But Poema isn't limited to that. Anything that can be a masterwork, for instance, it can be a masterwork of invention. A poema can be a masterwork of engineering. It can be a masterwork of art, whether it's written or whether it's musical that way or sculpted. I happen to have a poema with me that I got when I was in Israel. This was handcrafted by an Israeli artist by the name of Twema. And Twema, when he did this, this is something that is made out of olive wood that comes from Israel, so no two pieces of olive wood are alike. And with this, though there are pieces similar because it's hand-carved, there's no piece that's exactly like it. If you get a chance to look at the detail that's in it, it's somewhat mesmerizing. Really cool poema, a masterpiece. But here's where this analogy begins to break down compared to God's poema. God's poema wasn't meant just to sit and be admired. Let me say that again. God's poema isn't meant to sit, not just to be admired. And this poema by Twema, this is finished. It's completed. God says his working, his poema isn't done yet. So if we're thinking about, like, what would, what would be a better analogy of God's poema, just take your hand and just kind of wiggle your fingers here like this, just for a second. You know, take a look at that and go like, oh, what do we got here? In your hand, you've got 27 bones. You've got 34 muscles. You've got over 100 or 100 
tendons and ligaments that are in here. This is a masterpiece. But not just, again, to be looked at. It's through this masterpiece of God that so much and so many good works can be completed. Think about everything that has come out of your fingertips. Think about everything that has been accomplished through these masterpiece through these hands that God has given us. We look all around us that way. Here's what God wants us to understand. That we, each and every one of us that had our hand up just a second ago, we are God's poema. And we have been created in Christ Jesus in order to accomplish good works. Now, I don't want anybody to miss this part of it. God said that he began... This good working or this poema workmanship in us when we received Jesus. I'm not saying that God wasn't at work in your life before that, but I'm saying that there is a special working of God that began when you trusted Jesus as your Savior. And he is not finished yet. In fact, the scriptures would say this. It says, for I am certain that God who began the good work in you, is going to continue it. That is, when he began that good working in you, when you opened yourself up to him, he started something that he is not yet finished with. That is, there's more production and more working of God that's going on in each and every one of our lives. Now, now we ask the question, why? Why is God still at work in us? And the answer is, so that we can join him in doing good works. See, here's the Ephesians 2 paradox. As we've read these scriptures, verses 8 through 10 in Ephesians 2, we've learned this, that we are not saved by doing good works. We are saved for doing good works. Let me say that again. We are not saved by doing good works, but we all have been saved for doing good works. And I'll introduce now, this is our difference maker maxim, something that we want to just kind of use to bridge our entire series. And that is this, that God made you to be a difference maker. Everyone that has trusted Jesus, God is a poema working in you so that you can be a difference maker. Now, for sure, Jesus was a difference maker. He was the great difference maker, right? And in Jesus, God said, I want you to be so as well. Scripture tells us about Jesus and some of the difference making he did. It says that Jesus, throughout his ministry, he went about sharing the good news of the kingdom, healing, and doing good works. And Jesus asked us, actually commands us, tells us, he did this at his resurrection when he said this, just as the Father has sent me, now I send you to do what we're asking. Jesus sends us to be also conveyors of the good news of the kingdom, to bring healing into the places that we go in our lives and to continue to do good works. Jesus wants for each and every one of us and I'm going to ask you just to read this with me. To be a light to bring glory to God. Matthew 5 says this. Would you read it with me? In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your 
and give glory to your Father which is in heaven. Let's all read it again. Everybody? In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your and give glory to your Father which is in heaven. Here's what God's doing. God says, I want you to do good works so that others will be able to see the good work that I'm doing in you. God is glorified when other people are beginning to see the good work that he's done in us as it's coming out in others. We have been made by God for purpose. And the purpose is this, that God made me to be a difference maker. Would you say that with me, everybody? God made me to be a difference maker. Everybody gather. If you've received Jesus, I want you to say this. Ready? God made me to be. One more time. A little bit louder. A little bit of conviction. God made me to be a difference maker. Now let me ask you. Really? I mean, did God really make you to be a difference maker? I mean, like, is that like the, you know, the grand joke, right? I mean, like me, yeah, like really? And Jesus says, really? I've really done this. I want to introduce you to Mike. And Michael tells just a little bit of his story about discovery in being a difference maker. Check it out. So my name is Mike Samanda. I've been going to Fox River for about 15 years now. I started working with Second Saturday around 2012. I was a volunteer on a monthly basis for a few years until an opportunity to kind of help coordinate that uh, came about. Uh, we had seen advertisements, uh, you know, at, at church service about Second Saturday and of course looked into it and, and my good friend Alan and I, you know, were talking about it on a Friday night. Yeah, we should try that sometime. And my wife finally said, you know, why don't you just do it? Uh, and so we did. We showed up at the church and felt right at home uh, and got to meet a lot of uh, interesting people that maybe we'd seen around church but didn't know. So uh, for the last, I guess, six years, been coordinating Second Saturday and, and meeting a lot of wonderful people, both on the volunteer side, but also on the, the venue side and then the clients of the venues that we serve. Actually, the first time I went, uh, I volunteered at Oak Hill Terrace Retirement Community, uh, where I called bingo, and that was fun. And through the course of years, I kind of tried out different venues, ended up spending a lot of time at the food pantry serving Waukesha County. You know, I, I think the biggest difference uh, I can make is, is to help other people make a difference, even to some small extent. And I, I don't consider myself, you know, this, this very large piece of, of a puzzle. I'm a really small piece, but uh, enough small pieces, you know, get the job done. Well, I think a lot of folks maybe don't know where to start, or they think they have to do everything, and if they can't do everything, it's not worth anything, and that's just not the case. You know, whatever you're able to do to give up your, your time and, and your talent can make a big difference, even in a small way. You know, enough people do it. I feel God's presence, but I, I see it. Um, and I see it in, in the actions and in the generosity and the compassion and kindness shown by, by volunteers that, that volunteer with Second Saturday and the, the staff and employees of the different, different venues that we serve, that we come alongside. And I get to see it on the looks of the faces of, of the people that we help, you know, that we're working with, uh, the clients of these organizations. It's, it's really quite remarkable to see how generous uh, people can be. And not only have, have, I, have I seen it in, in practice, but, but I've, I've met a lot of great people, I've made a lot of great friends, and I've done it you know, kind of serving. God's kindness and compassion, uh, certainly the ultimate example. I think as followers of Christ, we're called to do so. Uh, and to be servants ourselves. 
it's given me a tremendous amount of joy over the time to, to be able to serve people that, that maybe my time and, and, and efforts can, can help, even if it's to a small extent, it's something. Hey, what do you think about Mike's story? Can we just give a shout out to Mike for what he's done there? He's actually gone on to be a part of the board down at the food pantry right now. He just had started out in serving there. And the next thing he knows, he's seeing God making a greater and greater difference to these things that he's doing. Um, he talked about Second Saturday, which has kind of been put on hold for just a little bit with COVID that's going on. But as our partners and communities opening up more, then we're looking to be able to, you know, to start that up again because we've seen there just getting out back into our community and the difference that can be made, being made, it is a life-changing thing. Now, I want to give us three takeaways, and then an action step in this first installment of Difference Maker um, today. Number one, realize that God has made me. You have God-given purpose in your life. The very fact that you are a poema, that is, God is doing a personal working in you, shows that this, he has meaning for you. And when you think about when God makes something, when God creates, when God works, the value that is in what God is doing. I want that just to sink in for a second. God has placed even greater value in you through this working that he is doing in your life right now. You do have purpose and meaning, and I hope that you'll just continue to open that up. Number two, you are being shaped by God to be a difference maker. Over the next couple of weeks, we'll open up this acrostic shape. It stands for spiritual gift, heart, abilities, personality, experiences. And I think what you're going to discover is more and more, it's like there really is a great working that God is doing in me, in each and every one of us, to this end of being a difference maker. Third takeaway, and Mike commented on this. And that is being a difference maker is catalytic. It is catalytic to experiencing God more in your life, in discovering God, in growing in Jesus. And I'm pretty sure that all that are listening right now, you got that desire that I have in me. I want to experience God. I want to experience God's working. I want to grow in Jesus. I want to know him. I want to know the power of his resurrection in my life. And he's given us difference making to do so. Mike said this. He said, I feel God's presence when I'm out, when I'm out serving, when I'm out making a difference. When our students came back last weekend, I was able to interact with many of them that are just coming out there. You could see that difference that was made in them as they put themselves in the place of difference makers and the spiritual growth that they had gone through as well. That's what God wants to do in us, which is what kind of brings us into this action. You see, I want to join Jesus in asking you to be the difference maker that God made you to be. To be the difference maker he made you to be here in your church, in your home, in your workplace, in your community, in your neighborhoods that way. First step in being able to do it. You can grab your phone right now. And if you'd scan the QR code that's in front of you, you can go right there and you'll see on that there's a button for Difference Maker. 
You just hit the button, difference maker there, and it's going to connect you with us so that we can just kind of help you in this process. Like, where can I make a difference? You know, how can I discover a little bit more about this? And I'll tell you, I am not looking to find a job for you. I'm not looking just to try to plug you in or fill any slots. But if you could be a difference maker for the kingdom of God, isn't that something that you want to be? We want to help you to be that as well. Something else you're going to see on the QR code, you're going to see Serve Week on there. Serve Week is coming up, and it's going to be on um, August 14th through 20th. Lots of different opportunities. A lot of them are listed there. You can use the QR code or go onto our website that way. Ways that we can just kind of step into this unique difference-making opportunity and work with others that way. Why? Why would we do that? When you think about it, if your heart is people and your message is Jesus, we're already drawn. We're already stepping in that direction. So for us to go out and to show love and to share Jesus, it is one of the most natural things that we can do, though we may never have done it before. Now, sometimes we hear this and we start to think things like this. We think like, you know, I'm just too young or I'm too old to do something like this. You might be thinking, I'm too busy. I'm too important. I'm not important enough. And if these thoughts are going through your mind, yeah, guy, someday, someday I'm going to be a difference maker. Or, you know, I've done that in my life. I've I've served and now I'm just kind of like ready to let somebody else take over. You know, they, they can do it for a while. I've done my part. I just want you to know that is not the Holy Spirit that is speaking into your life. That is someone that wants to get you off the difference making playing field. And that would be the devil. And don't listen to him. Because you, I, I'm made by God to be a difference maker. I am created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And that time, it's now. When we look around and we just go like, if everybody in this room, if everybody that's watching you're a difference maker. What a difference that that is going to make. And that's exactly what Jesus sees. And that's exactly what Jesus is calling us into. We join me in saying yes to Jesus tonight. And if you've not trusted him yet, I hope that you will open yourself up to this gift of God, the salvation of life and hope that he wants to be able to give to you. Would you pray with me? Jesus is our difference maker and the one that has made such a difference in our life. We follow you. And tonight we're willing to say yes. I just want you to tell Jesus yes right where you're seated. Yes. I will do. I will do what I can, Lord. I will be a difference maker now. I will do good works now so that others can see, God, you're good working in me as well. 
And Lord, for those that are ready to open themselves up to you, what you've done for them on the cross, what you've done for them in the resurrection, and their prayer being this, Jesus, would you accept me? Would you forgive me? Would you make me a child of God? Would you, would you allow me to become one of your followers with you as my Lord and Savior? If that's your prayer tonight, then just tell that to Jesus. Now let me ask you, would you just indicate that now, saying, Guy, I am putting my faith and trust in Jesus as my Savior today. Would you lift your hand wherever you're at? You can indicate that for us just online. Wherever you're at, just wave at me. Yeah. God bless you. Cool. Thank you, God, for the salvation that you are bestowing now. Eternal life, the difference for eternity. And that that's just the tip of the iceberg. And you've got so much more for us. And you are beginning a new work in those lives. And for the work you're doing in us, we pray that you continue it. For we're saying yes to you. We pray this in the name of Jesus. And everybody in agreement said, Amen. Amen. We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.